All right. Oh, my ears are hot. They're sweaty. Well, I mean, you are in the closet. Is that how we're started? Should we start a thing? Start a thing. Start a show now. Well, I, I assume you're going to stay in that closet until we start the show. I'm not. I'm not coming out. <laughs> you're not ever coming out of the closet. I mean, after the show. <laughs> I mean, I will after the yeah, show. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like currently living here. It's weird for people that are just mm-hmm. listening. So, <laughs> so I record things in my closet because I have children and wife and animals that make everything loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. I record shows in the closet. Now it's a joke. It's a it's a funny, really funny yeah, joke. Yeah, it's we're getting a it's, lot of mileage out of you being in the closet. Yeah, it's funny. I like Dan. That. I just want you to know that Dave and I are going to love you no matter what, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to us <laughs> what's going on. We just want you to be happy. Oh. Yeah, I just I just want you to be happy, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's unconditional. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode number fifty-seven of Random Draw, a board game podcast. That's right, we're back and we're mm-hmm. all still alive. Not dead yet. Not dead yet. Uh, with me as always. Oh, wait. I'm your host, Daniel Mann. With me as always, Dave Hubbard. I'll forgive you for three months off. That's me. Yeah. And uh, Mark Belisle. Howdy, sports fans. This is Mark Belisle reporting in live from Nationals Ballpark in beautiful Washington, D.C. It's hot. It's damn hot. And let me tell you, these pitchers are warming up in the bullpen right now. Let's take it down to our field Such reporter, Dan Mann. Daniel Mann. How's it going down there at the... Uh, at, uh, uh, sports term the ballpark side. <laughs> what do they call it? What do they call it? The dot. The ballpark side. How's it going at the diamond, Dan? You're at the diamond, also, if you're a reporter. Well, I'm in the press box right now. It's totally different. <laughs> so if you can't tell, <laughs> this is a board game. <laughs> this is a board game podcast. <laughs> talk a lot about board games. So if you're new to the podcast, we are going to talk about a few games. We are just two weeks away from Gen Con, so we're going to go over what we're excited about at Gen Con. Dave's going to tell us about his travels out in the wild, and we're going to talk about board games. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, we actually did get together to play some board games. So That's true. Uh, yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. In the, in the three months since we've recorded the <laughs> podcast. Remember when we used to have podcasts? I do. It's surprisingly difficult when everybody is so far away is what I'd say, to get together and play board games. Yeah. Especially Dave. It's it's mostly me. What I yeah, need yeah. is for my radio station yeah. to do more fundraisers so that they can fly me back more often. <laughs> that was convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what what are they thinking? It was a pleasant surprise, to yeah. be honest. You're like, I'm coming back. And I was like, so soon. I was just getting used to it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a board game that we have all played. Go on. And that board game is called Sanctum. Oh, I got Ooh, I I got to start here uh, about Sanctum. I got I got something to say about this Sanctum. So my favorite thing about learning to play Sanctum was that Mark and Dan explained the rules like they were doing one of those corny infomercials. <laughs> yeah. What do you think Dave means by that? Well, I'm glad you asked, Mark, because I'm not exactly sure, but I'm willing to find out. Let's find out together. So this is exactly yeah. how I learned Sanctum. It might be the best way to learn a game. <laughs> it honestly was fantastic. I, I, A, I learned the game, and B, it was exciting. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so wet. You're so wet. It's so sweaty. <laughs> it's so hot in the closet. Yeah, that's that's a real treat. I'm sweating profusely. <laughs> uh yeah, I didn't realize it until I scratched my head and I saw my armpit in the camera, and it's just Woo. so Ooh. wet. Hey, I'm man. gonna have to take my shirt off. That's for this how you podcast. get an explicit tag. Where's the record button on Zoom? Uh, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, this is a disaster of a podcast. All right, so so in Sanctum, you play a group of heroes trying to bring down this big mm. demon, the big bad demon, but you have to fight through hordes of his guys to get to him, and then you get to the end and you die. <laughs> and that's pretty much how Sanctum goes. That's how it went for me. For the most, yeah, for the most yeah. part. Now, Sanctum is the titular city that you're trying to get to, right? You have to breach the walls of yeah. Sanctum. In order to fight the demon within. You have to, it's a place. Yeah, here's the problem. I was fine with Sanctum having the demon. Like, I didn't need to go into Sanctum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's not out here, is he? Yeah, he was in the walls. He, we had him walled in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why are we going in there? It turns out he wasn't trapped in there with us. He, we were trapped in there with him. Yeah. <laughs> what I did is jump over the wall and they go, rut row. <laughs> when I go to the zoo, I don't get in the tiger cage just to see what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going on. Yeah, I'm kind of here just to feed the demon, you know, and maybe get like one of those press pennies. <laughs> will it will it like uh, pose with us? Will he pose mm-hmm. if I take a mm-hmm. picture? No, he'll tear your arm off and he'll kill you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what happens in Sanctum. <laughs> yeah. But it is fun. I mean, it's fun even dying in the end. One of the cool things about Sanctum is when you're fighting guys, you're matching dice to uh, the hit markers on mm-hmm. the bad guys. And then when you kill the bad guy, you flip them over and they have some sort of weapon or something on the back that you can then equip because they're made of weapons. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't. That seems right to me. <laughs> well, you know, what is an adversary if not a creature made of weapons for you to use against other enemies? That's, That's solid. Yeah. I assume all creatures are made of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I killed a, a demon and I got a hat. <laughs> Thank God. I made a hat from I made a hat from his skin. <laughs> oh, a flesh hat. <laughs> it was definitely a lot of fun though. I liked how uh throughout especially the beginning phase like you were gonna kill these monsters. It's not like I was in in danger of dying really at anywhere in the beginning mm-hmm. phases. And so you were more choosing like how many resources you thought you would use up before you had to do a rest mm-hmm. to try to maximize how many uh upgrades, weapons, all sorts of stuff you're going to get. So that sort of mechanic was a lot of fun because the entire thing is basically just upgrade, upgrade, upgrade to get to the final boss and then get slaughtered by him anyway. Yeah. That <laughs> is how the game functions. Yeah, it's like try, trying to prepare. You spend the whole game just mm-hmm. preparing for the final fight only to die during that final fight, no matter how well you prepare anyway. Yeah. Just brutally. Well, you know what, <laughs> yeah. what I thought was also pretty cool about this game was the really unique like level up system that you uh yeah you have like this series of like plastic gems that you're moving from your level up board and once you remove all of the gems from the skill that you have like those are added to your like action pool and you unlock the thing mm-hmm. and it's really it's really super eloquent and my cat is definitely screaming at me again sorry guys well he agrees <laughs> he thinks it's super elegant <laughs> what is that your pet goat it is it is oh my god and he also pooped in here like he pooped in his litter box and it smells so bad like i've been trying to ignore it for like the last like 3 minutes but now i can, i'm starting to like taste it and i got to say i hate recording from home it's the kind of the worst <laughs> I mean, it's really bad. Like I, I was like, I've been trying to ignore it, and like, oh, it's really. I can't wait for Jackie to get home and take care of this cat poop. As as long as you keep it inside the walls of Sanctum, you won't have to deal with the cat. <laughs> yeah, poop. you just yes. The, the demon will eat the cat. The poop. demon will eat it. I think it's a mixture, a mixture of the demon and the Miller High Life <laughs> will make that cat poop problem go. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mark. See, if you had COVID, you couldn't smell it right now. That's true. That's true. Oh, that's how I know I don't have COVID because I can definitely taste my cat's poop. <laughs> 
This definitely tastes like cat poop. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you just described Miller High Life to be fair. <laughs> hey, you watch yourself. It's 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 the champagne of beers, dude. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. So in Sanctum, you play one of what four? Just four characters, I think. Yeah, they all are very specific. They all have their own strengths and weaknesses. Weaknesses mm-hmm. mostly, I've found. Yeah, that's <laughs> my discovery as well. <laughs> by, by my discovery, they're just weak. And then you fight through, depending on how many players you have, you fight for, through three to six boards mm-hmm. to get to Sanctum. And then um, you're just building yourself up. You have slots, certain amount of slots, two weapons, a pair of shoes, a hat, a chest piece, a cod piece. Uh, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I got the cup of speed. <laughs> um, their, their sole goal is for dice mitigation. Like uh-huh. that is what really almost every piece of armor or whatever does. Because uh, when you're attacking, you're rolling a bunch of die right. and you are hoping desperately to get certain symbols. And if you don't get the right symbols, then maybe you flip over your cod piece. <laughs> then it lets you let you turn a die to the other side of it or you know like that is how most yeah. of the armor functions is just dice mitigation so like you need to start leveling up um and getting all of this this stuff otherwise you roll the die and you're just stuck with what you roll and that is rarely a good thing an inside out cod piece is a is a real bummer i imagine <laughs> it's just a bow it's just like putting the bottom of a bowl on you yeah it's not like yeah. flipping your underwear around this this is <laughs> defeating the purpose now yeah so i mean i think it's fun it's a really fun game it, mm-hmm. i have yet to figure out how to maximize it but i mean that's not what i'm good at anyway so what do i care i think when we played <laughs> the last game we played which was quite some time ago yeah well we had inside mm-hmm. info <laughs> but i remember that you and i were able to outlast the demon and it's funny i remember you saying like that this game gets a little criticism for its like last final stage. Yeah, people don't like it. A lot of people don't like the final demon fight. And I, yeah. I you know, I, I got to be honest, if you get waxed by it, it kind of feels mm. bad. But also, I kind of liked it the second time we, and you're more prepared for it. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was I thought it was super fun. It, 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 you don't think you're going to make it until you suddenly do. Oh, yeah. It does seem really unfairly stacked against you while you're playing it. Like when you're fighting the demon, because it's just like constantly laying hits on you and doing things to uh damage you or burn through your endurance and yeah because you flip a card and like it just happens like so much of it can't even be mitigated and so you're like i spent this whole game building this more powerful character and taking these level ups and do all this stuff and then i get here and i flip this card and it just screws me and like there's no mitigation nothing i did could have really prepared like it just happens yeah but then if you look at it as a whole game that's not true like once you know all of these bad stuff will most likely happen to you, then you can start to prepare for it. You can make sure yeah. you have more stamina. You can make sure you have more whatever it mm-hmm. is, the defense, really, so that you don't just get clobbered. And within reason, there's still only so much you can do, and you can have some bad die rolls and some bad card flips that really do screw you. But sure. like, I think it says a lot that I got trashed by it having no prior knowledge of what was coming outside of you guys saying, yeah, you're probably going to get killed. And then you guys did such a better job of preparing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think either one or both of you ended up surviving. And so, like, it was a very different experience once you have experience, uh, which to me actually does signal that it's Mm -hmm. a good balanced game. Well, the experience that you had is the experience Mm -hmm. we had when we first played it, too, because it's like... Like, you feel so strong because you're kind of yeah. waxing yeah. these monsters as you're leveling up. 
Then you get to then you get to this demon in Sanctum. Yeah, <laughs> no, he doesn't care about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was a mild inconvenience oh, yeah. in his life, and nothing. More. You realize you realize how out of your league you are. It's fun, I, but I think it's a mm-hmm. fun game. I I enjoy it, and I think it's unique. I haven't played a lot yeah. of games like that. No, I've never played anything quite like it. And I at first I couldn't wrap my mind around it not mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. a co-op because it seemed like it was a co-op. Right. Like you you all have to defeat all of the monsters at every stage, but it's not. Not if they, I had one mild criticism of the game, it would actually have nothing to do with the final fight. I'm fine with that. There is no player interaction. Yeah, there's nothing like outside of maybe I took this monster so, to fight so that you didn't. But I didn't. I took this monster because I think yeah. it will help me the right. best not die in the final battle. Like at no mm-hmm. point am I even looking at what you're doing. I am trying to not die in the end yeah. myself. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely like the epitome of a four player yeah. solo game. Yes, because it's. There's no interaction. Even the final monster. <laughs> hold on, hold on, guys. My cat. You got, hold on, hold on. I'll be right back. That doesn't even sound like a cat. No, it though. doesn't. It sounds like Mark is just kicking him some sort of a goat. <laughs> Mark, why is your goat so mad? Did Mark steal Gavelbachen? Is that what's going on here? Mark got the meanest goat. Gavelbach can take some nasty stinkers. In the <laughs> oh, he's got baby Gavelbach in, in his house. Oh my god, poor baby goat. <laughs> That's why he's making a goat crap in a litter box. Dude, I had run out of pillows to throw at him and everything. Is that what you did? You just gathered all the pillows. To throw I'd at like him. exhausted all my pillows. <laughs> yeah, like because he's just standing in the living room, just meowing his ass oh. off, and I'm like. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Dave, you know what podcast is going to be fun to edit? <laughs> Thank God there's not like a a, a huge time turnaround where he's trying to get it out in like two weeks, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I'm sorry. That is honestly about my only real full criticism of it. Like, I'm sure you could be nitpicky if you wanted to, but at the end of the day, I had fun. Therefore, it is a good game. Um, but I do wish that I felt like we were playing it a little more together as opposed to just mm-hmm. next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's just a four-player solo game, and it didn't matter if you guys were there or not. There's, like, one little tiny – it's not even player interaction, but if, like, players are taking longer to get to the wall to breach it, it adds more, like, demon Mm -hmm. powers, but just, like, a one-time thing. So if someone's, like, really dilly-dallying to get last thing, it could affect everyone, but – it, I'm already gonna die, so it doesn't matter that much. Well, and I don't even know how you would dilly dally because, yeah. like, like you kind of all go at the same pace. The monsters are killed, and- like Takedo movement rules, where the last person has to go in front of the person who's ahead. the mm-hmm. furthest along. So, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to spend a lot of time like bull crapping around. If you're at the wall, their next movement doesn't go to the wall; it goes to yeah. the next person on the board. Still, mm-hmm. uh, Mark, tell us about Sanctum. Sanctum. Sanctum damn near killed him. <laughs> Sick. Uh, Sanctum, published in 2019 by Czech Games Edition. Great company. We like them, right? Yeah, yeah. they made Dungeon Pets. Well, I was going to say they actually made Galaxy Trucker. Also a good game. I never heard of Dungeon Pets. <laughs> never heard of Dungeon Pets. <laughs> so uh, it was designed by Philip Nieduk, mm-hmm. who did Adrenaline. Uh, we covered Adrenaline on episode 47, Stardew Adrenaline, colon, Mark Adult Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, designed by Tomas Euler. Euler? Euler. Euler? Yeah, Bueller. Euler. Euler. <laughs> and he designed the very current hotness, uh, Under Falling Skies. It's like the big solo game that everybody loves. <laughs> 
And the art's That's not new. I know it's older, but I, I think it was new <laughs> at the time that I wrote these notes, which tells you how long how long ago that this was. Uh, and then the art assets were done by David Jablonowski, Jablonowski, yeah, Jiri Kuss, Lucas Binda, Andrzej Hrinda, <laughs> Jacob Pulitzer, mm-hmm. and Franciszek yeah. Sladzik. Yes. Oh my my God! I love Franciszek Sladzik. Yeah, and and the one that won the Pulitzer too. I'm sure I nailed every single one of those. <laughs> check guys like that's all there is to it sorry it's good hey they did well though they did good i thought i think the game looks yeah. amazing so the artist yeah. did good and the game plays mm-hmm. well so yeah what are you gonna do so we rate our games one to ten not using the number seven because that's for <laughs> cowards and weaklings mm-hmm. and we are neither mm-hmm. of those it's <laughs> a little bold of you to say <laughs> i may be one of those i know i couldn't i couldn't even get through it without laughing so let's rank this game Dave, how one to ten, not using the number seven, how many demon goats would you give this game Sanctum? Uh, I give this game a solid six. It is above average. I enjoy it. I would gladly play it again, but I think after two to three plays, I'm kind of good. Like, I don't need to play it over and over and over. Well, you haven't played all the characters, Dave. I know. That's it because of four mm. total replays with the four characters. <laughs> four total plays. <laughs> I had fun. Not a bad game, but uh, I, I wouldn't regularly want to pull it. Uh, Mark, one to ten, not using number seven, how many demon goats would you give Sanctum? I think I'd have to give this game six demon goats along with Dave. Uh, I think he's right. Uh, I hate saying <laughs> that out loud. I think that's right. <laughs> it's... Pretty nice for for what it is. Uh, do be prepared for that last. <laughs> Did you say doobie? <laughs> doobie doobie prepared. Doobie prepared. Yeah, doobie prepared. Do be prepared for that last fight. You're gonna get like rinsed the first time you walk into Sanctum. Uh, but that's kind of the fun too. Is like even though you feel like you're totally well prepared. Realizing mm-hmm. how badly prepared you are. Yeah. Or don't go so. to Sanctum. Just stop after you. Just don't go to Sanctum. Stupid. It's like Hotel California, dude. <laughs> Just quit the game. <laughs> Just quit the game. Yeah. So anyway, uh, six, out, six out of ten for me. Uh, Dan, uh, one to ten not using the number seven. How many uh, demon goats would I give Sanctum? Let's make it the full six, six, six of demon goats. <laughs> Yeah, metal. Is it metal? Yeah, Dave, 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 put in the the doom metal music right now. Yeah. Oh god, my face is melting. No. Yeah. Oh no. Sanctum is fun, but how many times can you play it? I feel like once you come up with a good strategy to beat the demon, why are you going to continue to play the game once you come up with a good strategy to beat the demon? Yeah. Uh, but it is fun. It's a fun game and for a couple plays, but I wouldn't play it a ton after that, despite owning it. <laughs> so <laughs> so nice, it'll sit there. Nice. Let's talk about the hottest hotness of all hotnesses, Ark Nova. Oh, man. Mm. I was so excited to play this space game, and then it turns out <laughs> it has nothing to do with space. The animals. And then we sit down to record this podcast, and you say... Uh, we're going to talk about Ark Nova. And I was like, Ark Nova, did I play that? And after being assured <laughs> multiple times I did, I remembered it wasn't a space game. <laughs> That's the best thing, because when Dan said, oh, we're going to play Ark Nova, and I didn't know anything about Ark Nova other than that people loved it. And I was like, it's like uh, Ark in space, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it just sounds like a space game. I think it's the Nova. Like it's a, the Nova. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the name, but it doesn't make the game any worse for sure because this game is no, freaking fantastic. No. Uh, name terrible, game amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I when I purchased this game, I've been reading about it for weeks like, oh, Ark Nova, it's amazing. I'm like, okay. And if something gets over to me because I, um, I don't know, because I'm a baby, if something gets mm-hmm. overhyped to me too much, I start to hate it before even seeing anything about it. And I'm trying to be a doll about things like, all right, maybe it's really good. I don't know. So I went to a local bo- board game store to buy paint and I go in there and I'm like, all right, if they have Arc Nova, I'll look at it. <laughs> so of course there it is. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh crap, I guess I'm going to get this game. I got myself all hyped, didn't buy the paint and then uh, came home and yeah, that game, it's great. The game is great. It doesn't have anything to do with space. Yeah. It turns out the hype is real. Turns out. Uh, so in Arc Nova... You are the brand new We Bought a Zoo people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's you, Matt Damon, yeah. and Scarlett Johansson. You all bought a zoo. You guys bought a zoo. You got this little blonde girl who's your daughter. All she talks about mm-hmm. is this zoo. Mm-hmm. And so you mm-hmm. have to you have to fill this zoo with animals, but you also have to do your part as a human and help with conservation. Because mm-hmm. these animals, uh, some of them are in big trouble, and you need to help them. And you do – and sometimes you don't. <laughs> but you also need people to get hyped about your park. You need people to come in. You can't just have a goat in your zoo mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then not a ton of people are going to come to see that. You need to have them hippos. You got to have them elephants. You got to have them tigers. And maybe a goat. And maybe a goat. And you have to build the enclosures to house each of them. So cool. I love that part yeah. of the game where you're designing your park. And like you're having to like play like a little miniature game of tile placement in around your zoo to figure out like, okay, well, what am I prioritizing? Am I am I gonna fall into the the small zoo like the petting zoo trap? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that petting zoo workout. Is what I'll say about that. <laughs> Amber smashed me with predators and petting zoo, and that's it. That's all she had. That's all she needed. That's all she needed. She's just like, I'm just gonna break you. I'm just gonna break you. I'm notoriously not good at this game, so I don't know if it's a brag on her part. You need to build an aviary and then never get a bird card again. <laughs> never, never <laughs> once. Well, I have six bird cards now, so I'll build the aviary. Then I'll slowly discard these and never play them, and then never see another one. Well, that's what was, that's what happened to me with that petting zoo. The first game I played is like I got the goat, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna hold on to the goat because this goat uh, petting zoos are good." And then I never saw another thing. The only other thing I saw was like an alpaca. And I was like, well, that goes in the petting zoo. And it turns out, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't. it does not go into the petting zoo. Even though I've seen a million llamas in my petting <laughs> zoos. Like, no, not in Ark Nova. So in Ark Nova, you have your own player board and you have six cards that are your action cards. Everybody has the same six cards. Once you play a card, it essentially slides down to the bottom slot in the track and makes the card weaker. So the card, you have six different cards, and the higher they are up on the track, the more powerful they are. And they do all kinds of different things, let you play animals, let you build stuff, let you send your little workers out to make agreements with other countries mm-hmm. or play conservation cards. There's a lot of options for only having six things, and it also yeah. makes turns go really fast. Yeah, because yeah, you you can basically do one of these actions, and in the beginning of the game, um, they are identical. Like, no one's at a disadvantage. You all have the same actions, um, mm-hmm. and maybe their distribution is slightly different, but that's about it for the first yeah. few turns. Mm-hmm. Then you just start playing your actions. And it almost seemed a little overwhelming at first because it was all these cards with so much text. 
Uh, and there's board has so much on mm-hmm. it, a secondary board, and then you have your own board. And like, there's a lot going on. But once you start realizing that really on your turn, all you're doing is one of these action cards, it's not that bad. And then yeah. Yeah. as usual, you start being like, okay, well, if I play this animal, then read the text on the animal card. And maybe that lets you also do something else. And like, so you can chain things every now and then, but generally you're just playing one of these actions and then mm-hmm. carrying out whatever it is. And once again, generally, other people aren't screwing you over. Every now and then, someone will take something maybe you wanted, but it's because it would be best for them, not because yeah. they're looking at your board and trying to trying yeah. to get at you. Yeah, I feel like more so it's you are playing a card that helps, that benefits yourself from what other people play in their zoo. Mm-hmm. So if I play like a, a card that gets me points for every herbivore you play, I'm like trying to get people to play herbivores. And I mean, I don't know how I get you to do that, but I just hope you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some points. Just do it. I ask you to. That's part of the fun about these titles of games is like you have to like sort of try to figure out what everybody else is going to be doing and then work in like ways to have them, their actions benefit you which I thought mm-hmm. was like right. super cool. I mean, like how many times did somebody play a herpetologist and we were going heavy into heavy into snake snake houses? <laughs> right. If you're collecting carnivores and you don't want to be doing that if someone else is already heavily doing that because you're going to compete against them for those cards. And so it, it, this game has a ton of strategy mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. is like so mm-hmm. fun. Well, and then I think my second or third game of it, because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we all fell in love with it when uh, Candy and I were back visiting you guys for a couple of days. And so I think we played almost every day we were there. We played a game. One of my favorite things I tried out and it just happened to end up working out was I didn't even try to really focus on my zoo. I just tried to release as many animals back into the wild as yeah. possible. Dirty, filthy hippies. Just, uh- I ran a breeding program. Look, these animals, they came in, they got it on, and then I released them to the wild. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> But like, even that was a ton of fun. And it was completely different uh, as a game play style than, than building your zoo was. And it still worked. It was a perfectly A, viable strategy and B, still fun. Um, and so this game does such a good job of, of being a game that is like a path to victory. Like at the end of the day, you're trying to get victory points. Um, but it does a good job of having just so many different paths to those points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a right answer. There's a ton of fun answers and, and whatever you happen to do is up to you. The, the way victory points work is also wildly different than anything I've seen. So uh, you actually have two victory point trackers and they start on opposite sides of the board and then they march towards each other. And the first person to have their victory point markers cross each other they end the game and it's immediately over and they don't get another turn. Everyone else gets one turn. And if you understand how the victory points work, like that mm-hmm. has to work like that. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't have that person get another turn. <laughs> yeah, You can't have another turn and just keep pushing off. No, no, it'd be impossible. That is such a unique way to do it, to have an end game mechanic be when someone just scores enough points that ends the game, everyone else gets a turn to try to catch up and that's all. Even that was so unique because the two different ways to earn points are so different. So that's our Nova. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Mark, tell, I don't know. I don't know. This is a good podcast. Uh, Mark, tell us about Arc Nova. Arc Nova was published in 2021. It was published by Fuhrland Spiel. Uh, it was designed by yeah. Matthias Wigge. 
Yeah, he's got his name on the box. Vige? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the art was done by Stefan Beaker, <laughs> Loic Bilau, Dennis Laus- Lohausen, yeah. and Christoph and Christoph Tisch. So, uh, yeah. oh man, I can't wait till the next American game we cover, and then I'll be able to pronounce everyone's name 100%. Yeah, from now on, we do... S- Steve Jackson games only. <laughs> Brad Johnson. <laughs> Jake Johnson. They did a good job. The art on this game is really neat. Um, I do like all of the animals. I Those animals are photographs, Dave. No, I I get that, but they still had to lay it out and stuff. Dave, artist and graphic designers are two different things. <laughs> For the second time in two days. Actually, we did just learn that. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't learn it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't know that we learned anything. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Some of us. Uh, some of us went to communication school. <laughs> Unrelated to uh, anything we've talked about so far, I have one legitimate criticism of this game. Okay. This is it because I think this game is near flawless. Mm. I wish there were animal facts on the bottom of the cards. Yeah. 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 Like I think I think that was a real misstep. I think Wingspan has ruined me for mm-hmm. that with bird facts. Uh, and I think I would have just absolutely adored an animal fact on the bottom of it. The problem is... Here we go. The problem is I, I like the idea of having a, an animal fact for every pot, you know? But <laughs> I think that there's already so much happening on all of those yeah. cards in general that, like, adding just another bit of text on that card would would, dry, would have driven lesser fierce souls insane. Fewer. Uh, I don't think so. I have a resolution. Yes. Go on. On on the bottom right corner of every card, have a QR code, uh, and then in the instructions say, "You want a fact about this animal? Scan this code." Nice. And then it also makes the sound the animal makes. I mean, if <laughs> and it makes the sound the animal makes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, there's only like what? There's only like 700 cards in that game. Let's do it. Let's just do it right now. Not all of them are animals. That is true. No, I even want. I would even want facts about the the jobs. <laughs> I just have like. Just like a have a random herpetologist make a noise. <laughs> I want the average salary of this position. Oh, this is a swampland bird expert. And then she'd be like, hi, I'm Karen. I'm Karen. I make $22,000 a year and I live in my mom's basement. I've been tasked with rescuing every single heron in the Everglades. <laughs> By hand. I'm going to try my hardest. <laughs> She's got like four doctorate degrees, but still the job yeah, is like yeah. also, but minimum wage and uh, 12 years of experience and two doctorate degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm $600,000 in debt <laughs> and I rescue blue herons. Yes. My job is very important for the world, but not for the economy. Yeah. <laughs> not for the economy. I don't produce anything. <laughs> Listen, if you're one of these animal conservation people, hats off, man. Yeah. Hot work <laughs> and and good yeah. for you. You produce yeah. more than uh, really the vast majority of businesses and all financial institutions. So yeah, yeah. Good I'd on rather you. hang out with you than weird shaped Elon Musk. So, <laughs> dude, I saw that without him without his shirt on. He looked like a crab person that was perched inside of a human chest cavity. It's an unreasonable shape for a human to have. <laughs> it's so weird. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. And he's whiter than Dan, which is saying something. I know. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot for sure. I know. I could not. Oh, man. I could not get over how white and oddly shaped that man is. White. It's so weird. 
Because I just saw the picture today and I had to do the old double take. I said, no, this that's not Elon Musk. He's not shaped like that. And then I looked at him again. That's what a billion dollars gets yeah, you. Yeah, weird lumpy torso. <laughs> All upper torso. <laughs> no, a, a billion dollars gets you looking like yeah. that and a young hot wife. That's what a billion dollars gets you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I say all that to say this. I'm the most jealous person of all time. Yeah, it looks like a. He looks like he's about to birth a Tesla from his chest. It's about <laughs> to just a, pop out like a chest burster. That's where they came from. Oh, the mo- yeah. the new model chest is out. <laughs> These are my uh, cyber nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're self driving. Yeah. No, trust me. My chest is unbreakable. And then somebody throws a brick at his rib and breaks it. Yeah. Uh, Arc Nova, we rank our games one to (laughs) ten. Not using the number seven. Uh, Mark. How many Elon Musk chests? How how many Elon Musk upper torso would you use? One to ten, not using the number seven. Oh, I hate it so much. Uh, I mean, I get it. It, To be uh, Anyway, I I can't stop thinking about it now. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I'm going to give this game a really solid nine. Nine weird Elon Musk chests out of <laughs> ten. That, <laughs> ugh, just me giving up on it as I think about it more. It's really good. I like the action economy that kind of goes on there. Um, there's so many different paths to victory. I will say the one thing about the end scoring mechanic is if you're not first, then you're definitely last. And by last, I mean you're scoring negative points. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to make sure that you're in spitting distance of the leader. Otherwise, you are going to have like a really terrible final score. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dan, one one to ten, not using a seven. How many upper torso Elon Musk would I give Ark Nova? <laughs> I'm going to give it ten. I love this Ooh. game. I This is maybe my favorite game. Oh. It is up there. It is up there for sure. So it, it every time I play, even if I get smashed, or I do well. It's always so much fun, and I I don't have a lot of complaints about. It. I don't have any complaints that I can think about. I, and if you complain about it, you guys are stupid, and I already know that. <laughs> well, you know for a fact we're stupid. So. I already know that. Uh, Dave, one to ten, not using number seven. How many Elon Musk's upper torsos would you give? <laughs> Arc Nova. Here's the problem. I want more Arc Nova, but fewer Elon Musk upper torso. I know. Well, it's a it's a catch twenty two, really. This is, but right. this is the torso I've been dealt. So I am torn, but I think I am gonna give it a ten. Ooh. Here's here's my thing. Like the literal only complaint I had was that there wasn't an animal fact. Like this is not a <laughs> gameplay complaint. This is purely like a man. I also like what they did here in Wingspan complaint. But from a gameplay mm-hmm. perspective, I can't really come up with complaints. And even even though I could say, oh, man, there's not a ton of player interaction. There is. We just didn't play with that variant. There's an entire yeah. section mm-hmm. of player interaction. We just don't. We're not really like that. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Purple Cobra expansion where you get to invent <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah, get in there. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, even if you wanted a more player interaction version of this game, it's not another version. This yeah, it's just, just, the, just game. the game. It's, it's got you covered, bro. Uh, so I, I just don't have complaints. Yeah. You guys both gave it a ten. Yeah, Dave. Remember that year that we talked so highly about Forgotten Waters, and then Mark just poo pooed it. <laughs> this is, a, and then Mark trashed. This it is a for game of the year. Revisiting this. Can I get a reroll? No, I can't wait till the end of the year when th- we try to make this game of the year. But Mark takes it, and then I tank it. It's not going to happen because I just, I just revisited my very complicated rubric that I use to grade games. Oh, okay. And I realized I forgot, I forgot to carry a one, and that means I have to change my score to a ten as well because it's so good. Oh man! So give me, give me a ten. Give me a ten. Yeah. I, f- 
I feel like he was peer pressured into it, but not even on purpose. I was. Well, no, I, the more I got to thinking about it, the more I was like, did I have as much fun playing this as like other games that I give in a 10? And the answer is yes. So I have to give this game a 10 as well. I was shocked when you gave it a nine, honestly. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, what a, what a hater. A, I had fun, but B, I literally can't come up with an actual complaint about this game. So it's I, good. So I, there it is. It's just a 10. It's a blast. Uh, that's our games that we're going to talk about in that segment. Mm-hmm. And now, Tales from the Worst. <laughs> nice. It's good, right? Yeah, it's good. Uh, that, was, that was excellent. I think you'll totally be able to tell that that was all After Effects. Yeah. It's all After Effects, baby. I think it's just, I think you should be a sound man now. I'm basically the guy from Police Academy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so Dave, you've been out west. I have. I Sort of. Sort of. I mean, Indiana. <laughs> I guess it's Midwest. Um, it's the crossroads of America, baby. Oh, wow. Wester of us. You know what the worst part is? I lived barely an hour from where I now have to fly for Gen Con. <laughs> 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 ah, foiled again. <laughs> so that's kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, while I was out there, uh, one of the nice things about the place was that the town had a board game shop. And every Saturday night, they had board game night. So I got the chance a couple of times to walk down and just play some random games with people there in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. So that was that was a lot of fun. So one of the last times I got to go there... I got to play a game called Whirling Witchcraft, oh, whirling. Um, which is neat because a lot of the people that I played with, and in fact, um, the guy that taught the game, he had taught that game last year as a volunteer at Gen Con. Oh, that's cool. Because, of course, they all live like an hour from Indianapolis. So oh, yeah. most of them all volunteer for various game booths and uh, end up teaching games. So I, I'm kind of excited. I, hopefully I'll get to see some of them again. So he sat down and he was very good at explaining the game because, you know, this dude explained the game like a thousand times. (laughs) Dave, you're such a friendly boy. (laughs) He really is. It was like, well, Dave, if you wish upon a star and you're a good boy all year long, (laughs) then you'll get to re-meet all your Indiana friends at Gen Con. (laughs) So I I went to a board game shop this week to uh, just pick up some random supplies. And the guy's like, oh, you like board games? Well, we have board game night here every Monday. And I couldn't think of an excuse. So I went. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's nothing against them. I just don't want to meet new people. So, And what's funny about that is you just go, nah, and I was willing to walk two miles home just so that I could play board games. (laughs) Nope. Mm -hmm. I get it. Like, if you don't have a community, Dave, you got to make your own, baby. (laughs) You do what you can. So uh, Whirling Richcraft was a lot of fun. Uh, Each of you is a witch with a cauldron, and you're trying to make the best brew potion, I guess. Um, But it's interesting because the way the mechanics of the game work, you score based on what is in the person to your right pot. Oh, okay. Uh, You aren't actually trying (laughs) to care about what's in your own pot outside of mitigating what's coming into it to not help the person on your left. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so like you're using uh, you're using different ingredients and then you're transforming them into other colored cubes. And then at the end of every round, you pass all of your cubes to the person on the right. And if they can't use any of the cubes, then they start to go into their like this uh, row on a little board they have that's their like pot and they can only hold so many ingredients. I guess you have very limited shelf space in your (laughs) In your witchery hut or whatever. So if any ingredients start to spill off of your shelf, then they start to count as points for the for that your neighbor. 
Uh, and when your neighbor hits a certain amount of points, they win the game. So you're literally trying to look at your pot and the, the person's pot to your left and get different ingredient recipes to mitigate what the person to your left is handing you while also trying to make recipes that spit out cubes the person to your right doesn't have room to store. Hmm. Ah. This is like tons of player interaction because you you have to, by default, constantly look at the person to your left and to your right and see what's going on. Uh, and so you have a board with all the ingredients and then you have a series of cards that come out that you end up uh, drafting. Question. Yes. Do you have jokers to the left of you and gangsters to the right? No. Mm-hmm. You have witches to the left of you and witches to the right. <laughs> no, Mark, that's... You know what? I vote to kick Mark off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I uh, you know, I had another one earlier where Dave said he fell in love with Ark Nova. And I was like, mm-hmm. what was that like, falling in love? Could you paint us a picture? And I couldn't find a, a way to get in to, like, ask that question. So I'll, so here it is. To answer your question, yes, I did grind the podcast to a screaming halt to, to ask Dave if he had <laughs> jokers to the left of him <laughs> and gangsters oh, to the right. Such a good joke, Mark. Do you know what the best part of this mm. is, Dan? Uh, it's that for the first time in a long time, we're recording on three separate tracks, so I can just <laughs> not put his track in the pot. Like, it's so easy. I don't have to edit anything. Yeah, it'll sound weird, sure, but I'm willing to make that yeah, uh, yeah. concession. Here's what you do. You just beep everything I just said, and then that way no one knows. No one knows what the joke is. Anyway, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, because I'm going to do it again, but you know. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm sorry right now. Uh, You know what you've done. (laughs) So you're getting these different recipe cards, and each recipe will be like, turn uh, one white cube into two red cubes, or uh, various things like that. And so it's a little bit engine buildy. Uh-oh. Um, because you can you can like run one card, it'll spit something out, and then use that on another card. Dave's favorite. But it's engine buildy, but your entire engine is dependent on the cubes you're getting handed by the person on your mm. left's engine. So you're trying to make sure that your engine can run on their output. On their garbage. <laughs> yeah, on their <laughs> on their garbage while also trying to overflow the person to your right's garbage. Mm. Um, the game does not overstay its welcome. Uh, I was playing four, I think maybe even five player, and you can play through a game in um, not that long at all. I want to say like 20 minutes once everyone knows the rules uh, and you can play through a game. Um, everyone can have like their own personal power if you want once you're more used to the game. Nice. Sounds fun. Yeah, it was the ultimate in like easy to play, easy to pick up. Um, it was not a complica- complex game. Um, but I really enjoyed how much player interaction there was. I think a lot of times player interaction is just it makes you feel like you can't play the game, like you get screwed over a lot and I can't play this game. But this one, when you're screwed over to a certain level, the game just ends because the person to your left won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, well, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, <laughs> good one, everybody. See you later. That's over with. Yep. So you can just sort of restart. I think that it was the right balance of uh, screw your neighbor, but also you could mitigate a lot of that because you're watching the engine they're building. You're watching the output you're getting, and then you're trying to build an engine that can run on that. So, yeah, I thought it was very well done. I I honestly had a lot of fun doing it. If there was one real criticism of the game I have, it's that, you know, we if you've listened to this podcast at all, we are huge proponents of reference cards. Yeah. Yeah, I love a good reference card. And here is my complaint. This game has reference cards 
and they're on the back of the card where you put all of the cubes. Oh, no. Doesn't make any sense. So if you need to look at it, you have to do one of those things where you, like, carefully lift the lift the card up to stare under it. You have to do the root <laughs> faction peek. That's what that is. Like, you have to... <laughs> yeah, that's so silly. Oh, yeah, I gotta uh-huh, look and see uh-huh. where I'm supposed to actually put my, my pieces down on the board. And then you gotta, like... Eh. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just spill it all over your face like me. Where you start setting up, then go, oh, no, I gotta look at something on the back. <laughs> yep. Uh, <Ooh. laughs> That is exactly uh, what it was. Like your reference cards need to be separate from the board. Oh no, that's a bummer. That's that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not the artist though. The artist did a great job. <laughs> uh, you also had your own little like three D cardboard built cauldrons that you put stuff on top of, and I don't know why. It made me super Ooh, happy. Fun. I, uh, I really enjoy having my own little cauldron. Plus, I'm sure it makes for a good innovative storage solution too. Uh, that I don't know. I, I did not mm. take out nor put away the game. So. I'd like, I was hoping that you'd just be like, yes, yes, you're right, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I can't confirm That's okay. That. I'm not even a hundred percent of the information that I've already said. I'm not going to double down on more. <laughs> he doesn't want to lie to people, Mark. No, no, that's true. No, that's true. <laughs> can't wait till we get emails being like, yeah. none of that was I mean, right. It's okay. Cause we actually don't have a ton of credibility anyway. So that's, that's okay. not how you play that game at all. Yeah, if you tell me I'm wrong, I'll just be like, yeah, maybe, probably. Yep, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll just be like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll say that I'm wrong on the next podcast five months from now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll definitely make an, an, an addendum to that for sure. You, yeah. You're welcome. Print an announcement in the show notes. <laughs> uh, that's good. Dave, that's your Tales from the West? Yeah, so that that uh, was a lot of fun. That uh, was the last game that I played in Terre Haute. Um, I will say that, uh, so we left Terre Haute, Indiana, we didn't know where we were going next. So we went down to visit my sister-in-law in Austin, Texas. So we drove from Indiana. And then when we were three hours from Austin, Texas, my wife signed a contract for us to go to New Hampshire next. Mm. Convenient. Perfect. Excellent work making it just on the way. <laughs> yeah. Convenience. Yeah. But I will say that my uh, my sister-in-law and her boyfriend, uh, Sid and Hans, they had this special thing planned and they kept hyping it up the whole <laughs> Sounds week. Sounds made up. The whole week they're like, <laughs> all right, Hansel, he's so hot right now. Yeah, Sid and Hans. Was Hans ever just like, just another American <laughs> playing cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my sister Sid and Hans, he had to play the game with me. <laughs> no, but regularly I did say Hans, booby. <laughs> And he did not get the reference. Oh, and so I not. had to look up that clip and send it to him. Oh, yeah. Of course, <laughs> sweet summer child. Yeah, but anyway, so they they had this surprise plan this whole time. They were all excited. Um, so we the one of the last days we were there, they took us to what turned out to be a board game shop that also had a full bar and restaurant that also had a game library you could rent games out from. Oh, man, so cool. much so, barbecue sauce from the hot wings. All over those <laughs> games. Yeah, there was no utensils to eat with. It was all hand food. <laughs> mm-hmm, obviously. Right. Uh, I will say uh, one thing. Every card was sleeved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I bet. Absolutely. I bet. <laughs> uh, sorry, we ran out of nap. We ran out of wet nap, so you'll have to use Munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> You could use that game. That's fine. Yeah, I just wet down Munchkin. You can use it to <laughs> wipe your hands. But that was that was very fun. It was very thoughtful of them. So we sat and we played uh, Dan's favorite game, Takedo. Nice. Um, 
vacation simulator. <laughs> yeah, vacation simulator. You know, you know what's funny is they sent me the picture of that. Like, oh, look, we're at this really cool place. And then they showed me a picture of Takeda. I was like, you're at this awesome place and that's the game you choose to play? <laughs> They're not huge gamers. They don't know how to play a lot. So I wanted to start a little So small. you introduce them to the worst possible one you could think of? <laughs> I love Takeda. We disagree on this one harshly. And then I introduced them to, they wanted to play a different style of game. And we didn't have that long before the place closed. So you played Parks? No, so we played <laughs> Splendor. <laughs> Very good, Dan. Yeah, so we played Takedo and Splendor. They had a lot of fun. Um, drinks were had. Games were played. Uh, lots of delicious food was eaten. Sounds fun. It was weird because we were playing Takedo and then eating scotch eggs. So it was very not thematic. Yeah, what it the heck? my immersion. Yo, yeah. Should have yeah. been eating sushi and stuff. I know. They didn't have sushi. Hey, what's a scotch egg? A scotch egg is where you basically take an egg and you uh, soft boil it. Dip, it. dip it in scotch. Okay. You soft boil it and then you take it out. I'm just thinking of pickled eggs and scotch. No. And then you shell it. <laughs> oh, that's a different thing. And then you wrap that in, in ground, like in sausage meat. Oh, God. And then you deep fry that. And then then you pull it out and then you cut it open. So you have a soft boiled egg inside of sausage. Huh? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, they're really good. I'm glad that you guys have yourselves because that's not for me. That's that's a food that's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. As the pod's vegetarian, I don't think you're going to get around. Yeah. I'm on board for eggs. We could put it inside a tofu or something. It's not going to be the same. Oh, God. Yeah, there we go. You have that vegan sausage or whatever we can wrap it on the outside of. Hell yeah, I got that vegan sausage, dude. I got that vegan sausage all in that long. Nope, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I- One time I had Mark came over and I made make your own pizzas and I set aside vegan sausage I diced up for Mark to put on his pizza and I wrote mm. not food <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't patronizing at all. Not for human <laughs> consumption. <laughs> Look, yeah, here's yeah. the thing. I will make fun of him a lot because obviously I will. But like, obviously, uh, there's a lot to make fun of. <laughs> but I also got vegan sausage for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I care. mean, yeah. In the long run, I don't care what Mark eats. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. ever affect. No, me. I do. I do think it's pretty funny. I, there's a toll to be paid, but you always do. <laughs> you you yeah. always do get me some veggie options. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it doesn't affect me at all. But I do Man's. want you to know I hate it. I could just picture like a tofu told in the hole. <laughs> With it's like a soft boiled egg, like with tofu carved out. <laughs> but uh, but you could have toad in a hole. Yeah, I could have toad in a hole. Yeah, you're right. You could just have it. Yeah, you could just have that. So the last thing I'll say is, um, uh, since my uh, I wasn't murdered the last time I did this, if you happen to live, it's not a good reason in the New Hampshire area. Hey, email the podcast. Let me know. I'll clearly go hang out and play games with you. I've already yeah, proven that I'm willing sure. to put my life on the line. Uh, if you live in the Delaware area, do not. <laughs> don't, even, don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't even think about it. I'm not leaving my house. I'm not around there anymore. The outgoing boy is gone. Mm-hmm. You're on your own. It was your only victim for that. Uh, so now it's going to be Tales from the North. Ooh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the Tales Northeast. From- Tales from the Northeast right now. We should hit him up with the old King of the North. From a uh, Game of Thrones. And the King of the North. King of the North. <laughs> it's a King of the North. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are into board games or not, but over the, mm-hmm. in about two weeks in Indianapolis, there is going to be a little get together of some local gamers. And it's called Gen Con. Yeah, I hear there's going to be 20 or 80,000 of them. Just a small gathering. It normally happens every year, but it's been canceled the last two years. They had a virtual one, but that is not for me. 
So doesn't count. They had a yeah. partial in-person one last year, right? Yeah, we yeah. did not. We did not attend. Yeah, we, we did not we did. go. So therefore, it didn't exist. It didn't exist. So <laughs> that's not. If I wasn't there, it wasn't real. So yeah, uh, <laughs> just like the moon, just like the moon landing. <laughs> I think that video games are just like my real life. The only thing that's rendered and happening is what I'm actively looking at. <laughs> <laughs> so what what we're going to do now, just for a few minutes, we're going to go over a couple things, uh, games that we're excited to see. And I don't know if these games got released already, but I know they are out there for us to see at Gen Con. So if it's already released, I don't want to see your email being like, that game's already out. I don't care. Yeah. I got to see it at Gen Con. You know what? Nobody cares. And we'll print an attraction five months from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll put it in our newsletter. <laughs> So so let's talk about things we're excited for at Gen Con 2022. Who wants to go first? Yeah, you go first, man. You're the host. You're, You're the host with the most. I am a host of this game show thing. So <laughs> this game the, show. <laughs> How many points do I have? I've been keeping track. I've been keeping track the whole time we've had a podcast, and I'll let you guys know when it ends. Oh, my God. You've got a separate <laughs> spreadsheet? <laughs> A spreadsheet for points on based on how well we do on the show. And it's not good. It's not looking good for me specifically. (laughs) It's not it's not good. So the first game I'm excited about is a game called Orconomics. Hey, I had that one too. Yes. Orconomics. I listened to the book and its follow-up because those were really funny books. Wait, that's based on a book? I don't know that this is based on a book, but that is the name of this game. Yeah, there's a book called Orconomics that is very fun. I can't oh. speak to that, but I can speak to this game. This is version 2.0 of Orconomics. So it's for, <laughs> yeah, two to five players. It's the new economy. And you're, it's the new economy. It's, <laughs> they got rid of the old, the old stuff. Uh, you can, you can play, you complete, no, that's not it. You compete against other people to establish companies in industrial sectors. And it's all orc-based. It's hilarious. The leader of the <laughs> totemology industry will get an ability to send a crisis to an opponent's sector. So it's all just about building up. And I think this does release this year at Gen Con. 2022, it says. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And it's it says a cutthroat economic board game for Orc entrepreneurs only. Oh yeah, um, that rules me out. A little bit of racism Very there on specific. the orc side of things, you know. No, no, no halflings allowed, dude. Auction bidding, dice rolling, modular board, and worker placement. Oh, we like all those. I things. love all those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally in. Uh, I mean, auction bidding too. Uh, Orconomics. Pretty incredible yeah. looking board game. It's a orc in a business suit and his like power suit looking at his <laughs> Yeah, he's got because if one thing I know about orcs is that time is money, dude. Time is money. War is money. <laughs> so that's one of the that's the first thing I'm excited about. Orconomics. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's I figured you I figured you might have had that one on there, but I was like, well, I can't not put Orconomics on my to checkout list. I know. I feel like if you know me, it's pretty easy to narrow down the games I have on my <laughs> list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark, what do you got on your list? Well, you know, uh, one of my favorite things about Gen Con is seeing all of the strange mm, IP yeah. that gets turned into board games. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a there's an IP for every person these days, it seems like. I was uh, like, one of the things I saw was that like, there's literally like an ET board game coming from Prospero Hall. Yeah. Which I don't know who that game is for. Yeah. Who's the audience there? I guess, you know, it's for somebody. But one of the more interesting IP board games I found this year was USPS colon Great American Mail Race. (laughs) 
And anybody who knows me knows that my uh, my uh, my long term partner is a member yes, of the United is. States Postal Service. When I saw this, I, was, I looked over at her and I was like, "Hey, hey, Jackie, hey, you guys know <laughs> that you guys have a board game coming from the Postal Service?" And she was like. Oh my god, really? And I was like, yeah, apparently yeah. that's what you guys are doing with your money. No wonder oh. you guys can't turn a profit. <laughs> no. So part of me is like, I really want to check a look at this game, get it for the novelty of it, and uh I kinda like I just want to see how maybe it's audacious good. it is. Like maybe it's good. It does say that it's got some stuff in it that we like. Uh well it's got as far as mechanisms go, it's got contracts, okay. and management, network and network and route building, and open drafts. So, okay. I mean, those are some fun things. So this is a it's a railroad game. It might be a railroad game. I do know that it covers like a lot of the um, different era eras of postal service delivery, such as, for example, <laughs> the Pony Express, <laughs> the four by four, okay, the hot air balloon, okay, and uh, a rocket to outer space. Oh. You can send rockets into space. I guess to deliver mail to the. I guess I'm not familiar with some of these. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I didn't know. I just know they have like those little. Uh, LLVs that they drive around, but uh, where's the part in the game where you suddenly have to put five hundred billion dollars toward your pension fund? Oh, that's coming in the expansion. It's called Congress messes up the postal service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where you have to pre-fund yeah. all of your retirees for people who aren't mm-hmm, even born mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, that's can't that's wait. good. So excited! Mm-hmm. Hey, nothing like some U.S. U.S. Postal Service politicking for our foreign listeners that was a very specific <laughs> reference i just made yeah <laughs> if you were sure. if you were following bills that affected the postal service in the i late would venture 2000s. to say 85 percent of americans don't know that bill. yeah yeah <laughs> that's a deep uh, cut dave <laughs> yeah that's what i do mark dave i am excited about a game that i think more you and me will be interested in than mark is it because it's not about the postal service it's not it is about something that you and me like, though. It is a game called the Great British Baking Show Game. What? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Y- yes. So this game, uh, you take on the role of the bakers, and players need to mm-hmm. choose whether to move quickly at all costs or whether to make more time to select the best flavors to bake and avoid a dreaded soggy card. Oh, <laughs> well, you don't want a soggy bottom. Don't want a soggy <laughs> bottom. You don't want a soggy bottom. <laughs> yeah. You don't want a soggy bottom. Also... This is something I thought was super interesting. It says right here, to capture the sportsmanship demonstrated when bakers step in to assist the other players can use a help card to select wild cards from the center of the table and, and a bin token to throw out elements they don't want. So you could help the other players if you want oh. to. I love everything about that. I'm assuming, and I yeah. can't wait to call everything stodgy and then still yeah. look up the word stodgy and then still not know what it means. <laughs> Is there, I'm assuming it's just like on the show where there's like no mechanical advantage uh, for helping people out? No, you don't get it. I, well, I don't know. I've, <laughs> I have I read a description. <laughs> no, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so who knows? The good news is if you are worried about this game being released by somebody that's not an actual board game company or like a really small time company, this is from Ravensburger Games. So it's from a, a pretty major company. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, of Horrified fame? Yeah, Horrified. Pretty fun, actually. Of Jaws the Board Game. Jaws fame. the Board Game. Real bummer. Horrified's all right. Yeah, yeah. I... Absolutely want to play that. But that's a great British bake o- a great British baking show, the game. I think that that board game will be nothing to trifle with. <laughs> I see what you did there. Ugh. I don't care. See, like we were making Ugh. actual references to the show, <laughs> yeah. and you just made a uh-huh. pun about a baked good. 
Well, listen, don't get mad at me. There's no reason to be so short. Uh, Dave, do you have a game to offer up to the <laughs> Gen Con gods? That transition was really crisp. Uh, don't worry. I'm just cutting Mark out of this podcast entirely. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's good. I think that I think that's for best. Uh, so uh, I don't <sighs> like to look up a ton of the games for the same reason I don't like watching uh, trailers for movies. I like to show up and then just wander around starry eyed and enjoy it all. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes Dave just likes to show up unannounced to Rock of Ages. The single <laughs> dumbest take of all time. It's No, you I've definitely to... had dumber takes than this. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> this is the single the single <laughs> dumbest. This show has 80,000 people in it and just a ton of vendors. You have to make a plan. You can't see everything. You got to make a plan. No, my plan is to hold on to your backpack <laughs> as I'm led around the showroom because because <laughs> otherwise I get lost. <laughs> I made a, I made a reference to that to Ray and Rick the other day. They were talking. I can't remember what we were talking about, but I was like, I was like, wait until Dave starts holding on to your backpack so he doesn't get lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. and they laughed. And I said, I'm not kidding. No, no. We had the whole conversation no. about it. No, that's a real thing that I have to do. Otherwise, I get lost. It, Andre's the same way. You guys get in a crowd and you just see something shiny and you just wander off. Yeah, yeah. I can't help it. Candy hates it. We should get you yeah. blinders. Like we'll go to the grocery store and then suddenly I'm just gone. We're going to get you blinders like what horses wear. Was it Rick that said we should uh, get a pinch uh, collar for him? Yeah, I said that I've been <laughs> I said I've been working on my legs and I've got a giant baby Bjorn for you. <laughs> I can't wait, but I have to be facing forward so my legs and arms are just flopping forward as you walk in the crowd. I don't want to be face to face with you walking around the hall, just breathing each other's air. Oh man, it's so safe. So weird. Uh, Mark, Mark, you got you got more. You got one more. The first one I'm kind of surprised didn't show up on your list was Ready, Set, Bet. Yeah. Which is a horse betting game. Yeah, it's like it's you, because mm. I put a, a horse betting game on mine called Long Shot, the dice game. Uh, I played that. Yeah, I yeah. played that with Jimmy and Lindsay. Yeah, so I'm going to get Did it. Did you like it? Yeah, it nice. was a lot of fun. Candy kicked our butts. 1930s like, era horse racing, right? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a rolling ride. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like rolling rights. I I did my best, and it turns out that I am just as good at betting on horses that one time Dan and I actually <laughs> went in real life yeah. and bet on horses. Oh yeah, as yeah, I yeah, was yeah. at this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, just randomly pick. Mm-hmm. And then the other game that I was really interested in seeing is getting a lot of buzz right now is Weirdwood Manor. Yeah, which is a haunted manor style game. It's cooperative, but the mansion's constantly shifting around and changing forms. Yeah, so that sounds cool. I thought this sounds like. A super fun time. Yeah. So anyway, that's my other Gen Con pick that I'm going to be on the lookout. So the last one I want to talk about, it's a game called My Father's Work. And so in My Father's Work, you continue the work of a mad scientist over the course of three generations. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this. So you're you're a player that's been entrusted with a page from their father's journal and a large estate to perform their devious experiments. So you, <laughs> you just you just get you get this and you're like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll keep this going. And it's like worker placement events and kind of like a horror theme. But it's kind of it. The theme reminds me of what was that Frankenstein game? Uh, Abomination. Abomination. The hair of Ben yeah. Stein. The hair of Ben Stein. <laughs> kind of theme it looks like, but it, it looks a lot different. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's pretty. 
uh, easy to say that we're going to find a ton of games at Gen Con that aren't on this list that we have never heard of mm-hmm. that will turn out to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you said my father's work, I thought it was like a new Christian game from the group of people who made uh, <laughs> that Joel Osteen game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Joel yeah. Your better life now or whatever. Yeah. 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 I have some life changing news I'm about to tell you guys about. <laughs> I know. I was I was like waiting with bated breath. I was like, oh, my God, is Dan saved? Is he about to tell us he's saved? <laughs> yeah. He's covered in the blood of the lamb. <laughs> I'm going to flip it on you guys now. You're welcome. I'm going to save your everlasting soul. Oh, thank God. I, I, <laughs> I needed to be hectored more in my personal life. <laughs> so this town that I live in, um, Exeter, uh, New Hampshire, I will say um, every single time I walk downtown, there are Jehovah's Witnesses out there trying to get me to change my mind about Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, they're hustling, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Not trying hard mm-hmm. enough. Uh, so far, unsuccessful. But like, I don't know. Maybe some <laughs> hot day, I'll, I'll drop my ice cream, be down in the dumps, and <laughs> you know what? You got me. Fine. <laughs> catch, catch you at a weak moment. Where do I sign up? Yeah, so it'd be like, come on down to the kingdom hall. What do I sign a pamphlet or something? I could never be a Jehovah's Witness because I like birthdays and uh, other races. <laughs> That's the. Problem. That's why. There's your problem, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with the fact that it's just a cold, but you know, yeah. it's the, I'm not willing to give up birthdays. That's I mostly. Don't, I don't mind a cold, but birthdays. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like and you know what? If you are Jehovah's Witness, that's fine. I know we're kind of joking around a little bit, but I feel like if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Yeah, I say that's a very good bet. There's a lot of poop talk. I will say. <laughs> do they not believe poop is real? Well, no. I mean, we do a lot of poop talk. We we did a whole devil talk thing with the six 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 earlier, and uh, you know, mm. plus and all the times right. where we just kind of crap on Jehovah's Witnesses, <laughs> like this time just now. <laughs> Does that happen a lot? <laughs> I don't know if it's regular, but I'm not gonna say it's irregular. Unlike me, who's regular. <laughs> Unlike yeah, I'm regular. Yeah, listen, you'll get your revenge when we're burning in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you have if you have any questions, shoot us an email, randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Listen, real quick, exciting news. Ooh, go on. Mm-hmm. We started a YouTube channel. There's like, at the time of recording, there's exactly zero videos on. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hot. <laughs> in theory, by the time this podcast comes out, we will have at least something on there. So if do us a favor, go out, like, and subscribe, and uh, do all that stuff. And just check it out. Let us know how you like it. And uh, maybe we'll quit immediately. Who knows? We're, we're like uh, quitters. So Now, Dan. Yes, yes, Mark. I have a question. Okay. Um, <laughs> if I were going to find Random Draw Podcast on Twitter, or not on Twitter, <laughs> nope, on, no on idea. YouTube. No idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no clue. If, if I were going to find Random Draw Podcast on YouTube, what would I search? I would just search for Random Draw Podcast? If you search for Random Draw Podcast, Mark, this is an excellent question, by the way. If you search for Random Draw Podcast, unfortunately, you would not find it. We are okay. Random Draw Board Games. Ah, so we're having a bit of a brand change, you'd say. Not so much a brand change, just something that makes more sense for YouTube. Dave, watch out. There's someone behind you. Yeah, <laughs> Candy just woke up. <laughs> Dave, oh my God, someone's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Candy. <laughs> right in the right, right in the. There's no way he's wearing headphones. There's no way she hears it. Oh yeah, uh, I know, I know. I was hoping he'd say. Uh, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. 
<laughs> I derailed it. I got so terrified for your life. <laughs> Thought it was Jimmy coming to get you. And now for something completely different. Yesterday, I was walking downtown. So where I am in uh, New Hampshire, we're in this little town called Exeter. Hey, so you can like walk to the little downtown Making my way downtown. That's exactly what I did. So Felix and I, my little black dog. My little black dog. He's not so little, I guess. I needed to go buy chocolate at one of the three chocolate shops I can walk to because obviously that's my life now. So I'm walking downtown and we passed this baby. And for some reason, all I could think was how that baby's not going to get much bigger because its feet are so small. And then all I could think was like, what if humans were like puppies? Like you came out and you could look at a human and look at the size of that human's feet. Like that baby's going to be huge. Like you just... Like you come up with like your feet yeah. are a quarter size of their that what they're going to be. No, they're like huh. full size. Like the rest of the baby is baby size, but the feet are like the yeah. full size. That'd be a real a real bummer for the mom. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean that would be a total nightmare. Can you just imagine these clown looking toddlers trying to waddle around? Anyway, I'm bored a lot. I have size twelve feet. Yeah, I have size twelve. And my mom is five foot tall. So Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just saying I'm a solid it been a bummer. wide and my mom is, I don't know, mid five feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uncomfortable to say the least. Yeah. I think by design, by design, that's probably why it's not like that. So, I mean, I guess we all have big feet, right? We're all big feet boys in this this group because I got twelve wides and I'm five seven. Yeah, yeah, we're big old, big old. You know what they say about big feet? Big <laughs> socks. Yeah, I gotta get. I spend more money on socks. Yeah, on kind of on kind of my toes shooting out the end of them. And most shoes are uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, my, my I don't have that same feeling. My sh- shoes are plenty comfortable. Yeah, that's what they say about big feet is that you can't wear Nikes comfortably. <laughs> oh, what's that, Mark? Is that a Budweiser? No, it's a it's a it's a high life. It's the taste of the high life. I've gone full dad okay. mode. You have a what is that? Uh, this is a black cherry Waterloo. Uh, Waterloo. It's like one of those seltzers mm. with no sugar or anything. Oh, I have one of those right now. Look, I am drinking a uh, sparkling ice. Oh, look at you. We're all fancy boys. Oh, cherry limeade too. That's what's up. Listen, I would not say that Miller High Life is fancy, my friend. From what I've just <laughs> seen in the last two minutes, not one of us is fancy in the least. No, not at all. <laughs> Yo, I only drink sparkling water. If there's one thing I've noticed about this area, I will say that people love to do that thing where they give directions by landmarks that are no longer there. <laughs> Three separate times already it has happened to me where someone's been like, oh, yeah, while you're here, you should check out like whatever. And then they've started by saying, oh, yeah, this is this old busted out school bus. It's parked in the corner there. You're going to have to go. And then yeah, someone else is yeah. going, no, 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 they finally moved that. <laughs> it's like, That's excellent. <laughs> Do you remember that old busted down school bus that's like off Route 5 in in like Slower, lower Delaware, you know, that tiny. Uh, I do, actually. That old busted school bus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there yeah. for a long time, that was like the landmark. You'd be like, oh, and if you see the, the busted yellow school bus, you've gone too far. You need to turn around. That's like that dude has all those uh, old like muscle cars that are just rusted out in his yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to hyperlocal landmarks with random draw. Yeah. Oh, you want to know about lower Delaware, very specific old landmarks? <laughs> In a 10-mile right, right. radius? 
this is the podcast for you. That's my favorite. You tell somebody, all right, you got to, right, if you're going to go to downtown Lewis, you're going to see the water wheel. Big to do about the water wheel now. Everyone's fighting over the water wheel. You'll see some protesters. You're going to see all kinds of crazy stuff, but you're going to want to see the water wheel. You got to go to downtown Rehoboth and you got to look at Dolly's sign. All right. It's not where it used to be. They've moved it. <laughs> They've moved it to the museum. It's a museum. <laughs> I forgot. Is that actually moved now? Yeah, they moved it. Yeah, man. They tore that thing right off. Man, I've been gone for a while. Yeah, they moved it off the boards because, uh, you know, the rent's too damn high. Yeah, that is true. The whole thing was like, well, it's been here since like the 70s. And I was like, that's not really that long. Like in the grand scheme of no. things, like that's not that long. I get that people like yeah. it, but I don't care. I don't care that you like it. Did I tell you guys about the Beach Reads like writing contest that I entered one time? No. Watch Beats Read. Watch. Oh, Lord. It, beach Reads. What's Beach Reads? What's a Beach Reads? <laughs> <laughs> it's put on by like this local company. Like uh, they, they're like a publishing okay. company in town. They had this whole theme that was like, do a hyper local uh, beach story. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll do a hyper local beach story. And I was uh, feeling so I feel my feel my oats. So I wrote a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that statement mean? I was feeling my oats. What's that mean? Feeling What's oats. feeling my oats mean? Yeah, you know, honestly, that's probably a split aphorism. I probably I, I realize that doesn't make any sense now that I've said it again. You could sow your oats. Sow your oats. Yeah, but what do you call it when like you're feeling yourself, you know? <laughs> That's it. That's what you say. You say, I'm feeling myself. No, I say I've, I'm feeling my oats. Yeah, but that also I don't think means that you think that means. Yeah, yeah no, I'm feeling myself means I'm like feeling, feeling good. Confident. I'm feeling, I'm feeling confident. confident, yeah. So anyway. Okay. I'm okay. feeling my oats, though. <laughs> so so anyway, I was feeling my oats. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I was is. feeling my oats. <laughs> I'm running my soft fingers through my gentle pile of oats. I'm just going knuckles deep in all of my oats, you know. Just tenderizing my oats because yeah. I'm feeling them. I'm feeling my oats. So I was like, I'm going to submit a post-apocalyptic beach story set in Rehoboth Beach. And one of the key features of the short story was a guy that hanged himself from the dolly sign. Oh, God. All right. So it took a turn, like, immediately. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they decided to not publish. They didn't want that? Publish my story. Mm. No, no, apparently believe. not. It's apparently it's too dark. Shocking. Did you tell them that you were feeling your oats, though? It's like they didn't even understand. <laughs> well, I guess you don't get it. Well, I sent them in. And I said, well, when you, when you publish this, I'm going to want points. That's, like, the only thing I sent along with. You can't turn this into a movie without me knowing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> without my authorization <laughs> you can buy this but it's not going to be cheap and i'm gonna want points it's not gonna be cheap <laughs> I, I know i know how you guys are for our stalwart listeners out there um what we we're talking about is totally googleable like you could search rehoboth beach dolly's sign and it's like a, a very famous yeah. landmark oh yeah yeah they made taffy <laughs> saltwater yeah. taffy my friend <laughs> but the rent was too damn high so the rent was too damn yeah. high. <laughs> rent was too yeah too damn high it was right on the boardwalk yeah it was a good spot for saltwater taffy i guess sure i was gonna say now they share space with the uh the chocolate pretzel place i forget the name of it it's like Ketterman's or something like that. Sure. I don't know. Ke- Keefler's. I don't go to Rehoboth if I can help <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, same here. Especially in the summer. <laughs> Say, oh my God. It's too busy. Yeah. I am looking forward to moving kind of out of the area so I don't have to. To metropolitan uh, Georgetown? Yeah. <laughs> to me- the Georgetown metro area. area. Dave's really <laughs> avoiding traffic. 
Yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you, that robe of traffic doesn't affect my life at all. <laughs> You're a lucky man. You're a lucky man. We somehow have Millsboro traffic, though, now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, What's the new up-and-coming place, dude? Metropolitan Millsboro. Millsboro mm-hmm. proper. I think it was our last episode that I mentioned... <laughs> Then I looked it up and it was like three months uh, prior to the recording of this episode was our last episode. It's good. Not great. I believe it was either in March or April. One of the mm-hmm. two. It was April. Because I had to look yeah. up the episode number because I was like, I think we're on 59. And then it's like, no, no it's we're on no, 57. We're yeah. 57. Right? <laughs> yeah, 57. So I think it was that episode <laughs> that I had mentioned that I was going to play board games with some people that reached out through the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, we have wow. not recorded since then. I don't think so. I think that was the last Hilarious. episode we recorded. People could have thought you were dead. They didn't kill me. Like, I got to throw that out there. Like, they were very kind. Um, they fed me salad. Uh, they had a nice dog. We played some board games. Uh, it was fun. It was oh, yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, they, it turns out not murders. Dave's like best friends with them now, Mark. Jimmy and Marianne, no. right? Uh, Jimmy and Lindsay. Mary. <laughs> Jimmy and from Lindsay. Illinois. Yeah, they- <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, Gilligan. He had a friend named Gilligan. Professor was there. Ginger stopped by. Mark, are you just drinking out of a gallon jug? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm thirsty as hell. You're drinking a, yeah. a Miller High Life in a gallon of water? Yeah. Look, after you fingered your oats. <laughs> after you felt your oats and you need to get nice and hydrated. After a long, a long yeah. day of feeling my oats, a man gets thirsty. A man gets powerful thirsty out there on the range. So I drink a High Life and a gallon of water. Just pour the High Life in the water. Oh, no. Not, you know, oddly enough, it's pretty watered down already. I don't want to make it worse. <laughs> But yeah, I just want to say shout out to them. I had a lot of fun. Uh, Candy and both did. We play games now online sometimes uh, and have some board games going on BGA. So uh, yeah, not dead. Excellent experience. We never get invited to those sessions, Mark. Well, I mean, it's it's fine. Would we do well with strangers? Uh, no. I I mean, I would just have to think up an excuse why not to do it. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's why I don't know. Uh, they're going to be at Gen Con, so you'll meet them. Oh, cool. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to make it. I'm feeling a little under the <laughs> I, I think I've got the COVID. I got COVID or something. Two weeks from now, I think I will. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had my vacation all planned out because I thought we were leaving next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Nope. And that's a week before we're actually leaving. Mm. I put in vacation <laughs> time. I told John I can't do trivia that night. <laughs> it, was whole, it was a whole thing. And uh, yeah. We got a whole week to go. It's pretty upsetting that I have to work a whole nother week. Womp, womp. I'm so very sorry. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, Jack, you know, Jackie has COVID right now. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, part of me is like, I don't know, I should just get COVID too, right? Just get it over with because like there's a non- you should try to avoid it. I think I think that's my general plan. <laughs> now you tongue kiss the COVID. <laughs> yeah. And her name is Jackie. Yeah. I think it was like, eh, if I get COVID, there's like a whole there, I was like, you should get COVID, right? But if you do get COVID, is this the worst time to get COVID just before Gen Con? Yeah. Yeah. It's better to get it before then, like, tell us six hours into the <laughs> yeah, drive, exactly. like, oh, by the exactly. way, I have COVID. <laughs> so that's the good news. If I get it, then it's, like, far enough away that I think we'll be okay. Unless I get long COVID. Got the long pig. <laughs> I am going to wear a mask my next week and a half at work. Mm-hmm. And I don't care mm-hmm. what those hillbillies say about it. Because mm-hmm. they got their, you know, opinions. Mm. About that sort of thing. <laughs> they have their opinions about science not being about, about science and uh, not how it doesn't exist. Well, you know, if you look at the uh, the germ theory. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it can crawl through the mask. Yeah, yeah. It knows how to get through it. Listen. They've developed a drill that they come with now. And they go through the mask. Here's what I'm going to say. 
Have you ever seen COVID? Like, really seen it? Like, put your eyes on it. You never seen it. It doesn't exist. It can't exist. Dude. It can't exist in bleach. Why don't you drink bleach then? You know what? That is actually one of the few things I am maybe a little for. People that believe that doing. Drinking bleach. Yeah, go nuts. Who cares? You drink bleach. Yeah. Do you think that's going to help you? I think you should. I think that it will help mm. the gene. That's what it will help. I think you should. Yeah. Well, Get back to me fun. on how it works. I like uh, all of it still. I like that it's been almost two and a half years and nothing's changed and it's all bad. Mark, you've never looked more like a sports writer <laughs> yeah, know, than you do right, right now. With the pencil behind your ear. <laughs> like a baseball hat on. And uh, it's the bottom of the third here at Nationals Ballpark today. <laughs> it's a hot one, right, Dan? It's a hot one. Game over, man. Game over!